going to bring you on in a minute here. Blog Talk Radio. How are we doing today? Welcome to Blog Talk Radio here with your host, Jim Ventura for Snake Oil Radio. Thanks for joining me today. Whether you're catching the show live or in archive, again, welcome to all my guests. Uh, you can also, if you're catching the show live, you can join us in the chat room as well. Um, and about a half hour in, I will take some uh, live calls so you can talk to my guest. And that is the great news for the day. I have a guest speaker today, a very interesting creator named Jen Dillon. And I've actually known uh, Jen for a number of years, and I'm not going to um, take the time to explain her to you. I'll allow her to do that and tell you kind of some of the work she does, and uh, give you, she'll give you some access to some of the things that she creates. Uh, so again, thanks for joining me for our live show, and welcome, Jen, to the show. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Jen. Uh, it's a pleasure. So, I'm glad definitely uh, a pleasure okay. to be here. Good. So let's uh, let's start off by giving people kind of a, a little bit of an explanation of of what you do, and then we'll kind of go from there. Sure. So I have a little over a twenty year background in natural health, beauty, and wellness, and um, I started as a product formulator, and I actually developed a line um, working with 100% natural ingredients. I developed my own beauty line in 2006 is when I started formulating and then launched that line in Canada in 2008. And that line is called Earth Lab Cosmetics, and it, it's, still, um, it's still around today. But I took a huge interest um, back in the early 2000s and natural ingredients and what was in my products. And I was very conscious about what I was using. And I had learned a lot of information um, about certain chemicals and things that um, we're eating through our food and absorbing through our bodies. And it just kind of hit me back then that uh, I wanted to live this healthy lifestyle. And as a formulator, I wanted to put out products that I could stand behind. And uh, my career has been all about developing, creating, and sharing uh, with the world um, these great, beautiful products that we can use and um, staying away from, from toxic chemicals and products that, that maybe are not such a good idea and then could eventually harm us and our health. Right, right. Uh yeah, I've actually, uh, a couple of years back, I had the pleasure of using a few of uh, Jen's products, and they are excellent. So uh, I can attest to that. Um, you know, one of the things I always like to ask my guests is, you know, what was, if you think back, what was the trigger that, that because I think a lot of times when people listen to interview shows, they're curious about where people's roots are, meaning, you know, what was the spur that you can remember that really got you interested or kind of hyped up even at a young age at um, looking at, you know, natural products and, and becoming aware of that? A couple of things. I have never been able to take antibiotics. I react poorly to any type of pharmacia. <laughs> right. So it, it uh, you know, I had to learn uh, in my 20s after, you know, they tried to put me on penicillin, had a horrible reaction, ampicillin, horrible reaction. Uh, and then in my later 20s, I started realizing, oh, um, I don't need to take uh, Advil for cramping. I can take red raspberry tea. <laughs> right. um, oh, I'm having heavy bleeding issues. I don't need to... Um, worry about taking um, drugs or deal with that, you know, I can take a tincture like shepherd's purse. And so um, a lot of my background is self-taught through not being able to go Western medicine route because I just couldn't. My body would reject everything. And to this day, um, you know, I, I do everything naturally um, from my diet to um, herbs, herbal teas, to supplements and 
and then in two fa- early 2000s, I, um, I started taking online classes and I started learning to formulate beauty products, supplements, all using natural ingredients. Right. Yeah. You know, I, 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 the reason I kind of asked that question, I do this a lot with clients, cause, you know, and, and, and my guests and when I talk to people, because I think for a lot of people, they, they've got these nudges and inclinations and pulls towards things that they would like to do, whether it is, you know, creating natural products or um, doing readings or, you know, getting into different forms of healing or metaphysics. And, you know, I think for a lot of people, it's always interesting to hear where those triggers came from, because, it, again, I think for a lot of people, it can be kind of a, an issue to act on it. Um, you know, now, thankfully, in 2003, you know, a lot more of this type of stuff is accepted, if not even somewhat becoming more the norm to have a, you know, to look use more natural products and to have more of a spiritual, intuitive kind of wiring. But, you know, if you're anywhere in the ballpark of my age, and you don't have to tell us your age, of course, <laughs> um, you know, you know, I I always you know I you know when it came to I mean I'm I'm 58 when when you go back to when I was you know 18 19 you know 17 and I began to kind of study all different types of of healing and and metaphysics and things of that nature you know I mean even getting a book you would have to kind of like go to the occult section it was really pushing up against the stream again now thankfully it's become a lot more um, you know commonplace and somewhat accepted even though again and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about this in more depth, there's still a lot of resistance from, obviously, one being the pharmaceutical world when it comes to healing and natural products because it's competition <laughs> in the first place, in the, in the purest sense of the word. And I think they've worked very, very diligently to convince anyone that goes outside these norms for healing that you're, you know, getting involved in snake oil and, and craziness in the first place. Well, I, I love that's why I love your I love your program because you just hit it on the head. I mean, you know, for me, you know, the FDA is a regulatory agency only for those that profit. <laughs> yeah, and I truly mean that. You know, and and the CDC we're kind of finding the same thing. And then you know, when you want to launch a cosmetics line or a supplement line. Then you've got to have you've got both of those agencies that you you know if you're going to make a claim then you have to have their compliance and you have to pay regulatory fees and it, right. it is just a racket um, and I, I don't even you know I, this is just where we are so along those lines the last year and a half um, I really was doing a lot of meditating because I do have this background of health wellness and natural beauty and during the whole covid um downs and everything we all went through i was really doing a lot of meditating and with my background i had um come up with kind of an idea of how we could maybe help naturally with the symptoms of covid and that led me to having what i would call um a dream proving and uh this took me um, down the road of homeopathy, which I've practiced in my own home with my children for many years. And yeah. this has just recently been what I feel is now my life's work and the path that I'm on. Um, we've come up with a protocol. I have partnered with a pharmacist in my local town, and we are running a case study that is just showing some fantastic um, results for people that are still struggling with long COVID symptoms. So this, right. is, this is my latest work now. And, um, yeah, I, I'm really proud of this work, and I'm really proud to share it as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's talk a little more about that because I think that, um, you know, I, I, I try to remember to look at things in the larger picture. And what I mean by that is I was obviously – similar to you, is very, very frustrated in the early stages of COVID about what went on and what was being done. Um, it was really a horrible time to me, not just in terms of illness, but, the, you know, the, the, the only way routine 
you know, lockdowns and one has to take a vaccine and, and all these other things that were going on. I had a lot of discomfort with. I think when I go back to the idea of talking about the larger picture, I think because there was so much questionable stuff within that arena of what you, quote, unquote, had to do to be a good person, um, as bad as it was, and it was bad, um, I think that it, it's starting to open a lot more people's eyes. To oh, I this, would definitely uh, agree. One way or the highway, right? You know what I mean? Uh, you know, no way or the highway. I'm, 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 I don't know where I'm, I'm getting that phrase from. I think I'm getting it off. <laughs> but I think you understand my intention. Um, I think that that's the good news that sort of came out of it. Really, a lot of people um, have begun to question a lot of this stuff. Like you, I was doing it early, very, very early. And, and I had, I mean, I lost friends over it. Because of oh. my take and perspective, I'm sure you probably oh. went through a similar. Many of our listeners. Oh, have. I was living. I was living in Canada up until 2019, and let me tell you, yes, I've had friends call me crazy because I would not, you know. First of all, let me go back. Um, I stopped vaccinating with my two older twins. Um, they're 28 years old now, and I stopped vaccinating after then. I have I have two younger children, um, four. 13 and 14 girls and neither of them have have ever received a vaccine because I went down this natural path way before COVID and I did my own research and for me it just felt right Um, however you know I feel everybody's DNA is different everybody's makeup is different what one can tolerate what another can't or cannot tolerate is different all unique beings so with that being said I understand everybody wanting to make a choice and everybody should have a choice. And that's where, you know, I feel like we need to start having open conversations because whether you're pro-vaccine or not, really in the scheme of things, everybody's got to take their own health into their own hands. That's how, you know, I believe our creator wants us to be, make our own decisions, take our, you know, take what we learn and what we feel resonates with us and works for us. And so when I went through this whole uh, journey with COVID um, during that period, I had to um, really understand that a lot of people were living in fear because I wasn't. I always felt like, well, I know what I'm going to do if I get sick. You know, what I always right. do. Right. <laughs> you know, and you know, I'm not going to be taking a shot because I never take a shot. <laughs> and you know, but I mean, somebody else, you know, if that's what's worked for them, I by no means, um, you know, would would tell them to do anything different if that's what resonates with them and what works for them. Um, in hindsight, though, I think a lot of people are understanding now that these shots were a bit different. Um, than previous vaccines that we have as a society taken. And I think people are now having the understanding that maybe, you know, this was rushed and um, we didn't have enough information. Enough information wasn't given on the safety. And so we are seeing um, not only people continuing to have COVID symptoms that didn't take shots, but we are seeing that our loved ones and friends that did decide to take some shots are also having some issues. And um, I believe that that's why spiritually this work was given to me because I don't claim this work to be my own. I had the knowledge to put this protocol together, but it is definitely from a higher power that this work is coming through me. Um, I'm just a vessel and uh, we're seeing some amazing things that um, yeah, hopefully we'll have a chance to get into. Yeah, let's uh before we go further with that, uh can you give our listeners, you know, a link or, you know, uh you know, a directional arrow to that that information if they're they're interested? Sure. I sure can. We have a site that we have set up and I say we collectively. I've got a few MDs and a licensed PharmD, he can prescribe and consult who are helping me run this case study on what I refer to as the homeopathic detox protocol. And uh, if for those that are not familiar with homeopathy, um, it's really been practiced for centuries. It's the concept of like treating like. 
Um, these are little uh, sucrose pellets, and um, the frequencies are put into the pellets, and there are literally no known side effects or drug interactions with this type of homeopathy. So you don't need to worry about it interacting with anything. You don't need to worry about any reaction. Um, it literally will work or do nothing. And uh, we've been seeing about a 90% um, positive result in the case studies that we've been running so far. So um, with that being said, just giving a little background on it, I'm going to go ahead and type in our uh, funding site because this case study is not a product for sale. It's a case study run completely on donations, and you can go to the site. You can apply to enroll if you want to get on this, coming a sponsor if you're a medical or alternative medical professional that's open to integrative therapies, or you can just share you can share this and help get the word out that there is something that is possibly going to help people if they're not finding the help with Western medicine. And I'll go right. ahead and type in the website. It's gogetfunding.com, and then you have to put forward slash, very important, forward slash case study, and then there needs to be a forward slash on the end. And I've just put that in um, on the uh, the blog there, cool. so that people can see the link. Yeah. Yeah. dot com slash forward slash case study end with forward slash. I'll repeat you that for any. And said I've I've re recommended that for a few people. Uh, so thank you for mentioning that because yeah, you know I'm I'm in agreement with you. I you know I started you know. I had similar dynamic issues with Western medicine at a pretty young age with discomfort with it. And, and, and let me point out, I'm not anti-pharmaceutical or anti-Western medicine at all. I think, one, I'm a uh, proponent for choice, obviously. And I think there's some areas where those things are uh, beneficial. So and I want to make sure people understand that. That's not what this is about. But for me, in a similar way as you, I had some very adverse reactions early on to uh, antibiotics. And I remember I had such bad allergies when I was a kid, you know, and I would take things like Benadryl and stuff like that. And what I noticed when I took those products is, like, they would, it would dry me out like almost where I felt like my body was like the Sahara Desert, <laughs> where I was so dry oh, yeah. and dehydrated. You know what I mean? And it also felt like I was like stoned when I was on it, almost in a way, and like not in a fun way, I might add. <laughs> you know, right. that type of stone rush or something was off. So like I, I was forced in a way, too, to kind of look at natural products to, to work with with healing. You know, thankfully I found acupuncture and herbal remedies and, various other things too. And, and one thing I always love to point out, you know, when I moved to Phoenix from New York back in like 1990, um, there were quite a few herbal shops and places in Phoenix. And I know a lot of those got knocked out where they were, they lost for different reasons. They did not survive. It's much harder to find those now, you know, and I think part of that is that people ordering things online and stuff like that as well. But honestly, not getting too heavily conspiracy theorists, I think that they were, were not <laughs> yeah. out, you know? <laughs> Where, I mean, no, I I, I'm not going to, you know, you're probably on to something there, Jim. You know, we've, we've seen a lot of things happen in the past three years. So <laughs> oh, God. hang, you know, hang it, in it, there. Like, We're probably, <laughs> probably going to see some more. <laughs> yeah, and hyperdrive stuff that I had seen for a, a very, very, you know, long time. Um, you know, I, I, you know, even, you know, even a couple, you know, four or five months back, I had issues, really bad issues with my sciatic. And, you know, me being me, I'm like looking at what that means spiritually, energetically, and emotionally, what's going on. I'm looking at yoga posture moves and trigger points and potential herbal remedies or that and other things. And I can say with, with complete sincerity, like 90, 95% of the time when I've done things like acupressure, acu, you know, acupuncture, you know, trigger point therapy, um, you know, herbal remedies and stuff, I would say my success rate in healing something is like 95%. 
you know, and I'm I would, typically... And I would, not be, I would not be surprised, Jim. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I mean. I'm always laughing because people think I'm, I'm nuts. Again, my joke about calling the column and my thing snake oil, none of that is accidental, you know, but I right. just think that, that I'm in a testament to that. You know, and I laugh because I sometimes people call me kooky and, you know, I say this very arrogantly and humorously, you know, I'm close to 60 years old. I'm pretty buff, healthy, and attractive, <laughs> so I must be doing something right, as are you, Jen. You know what I mean? Thank so, you. I mean, so yeah. I always think my joke is like someone going to the really overweight, not in good shape, unhealthy doctor for advice. You know, you know, and you got to look at who the uh, top of the top of the health experts are on the government level, and you got to shake your head, Jim, because you know <laughs> they yeah. don't look like they're in good health. And you know, we really need to take charge of our own health. I really, I can't say that enough to people. You know, just take charge of your own health. It's so important. Um, and I think that's a lesson a lot of people are learning in these past three years. I really do. I, I'm i yeah. really excited, though, that there are these alternative therapies. And, and I, like you, I'm not against Western medicine. Western medicine actually saved my life several years back. Um, right. I, had an acute, uh, I had an acute emergency issue. And if it wasn't for Western medicine, I wouldn't be here. So yeah. I'm not. I have lots of friends that are RNs, and I have um, friends that are doctors, and um, you know we can all work together. What we really need is balance. We need a new balanced right. system, and I'm really, really um, inspired by what I'm seeing. With bad, there's always good, and good with bad. And here we are. I am talking to medical professionals every day that want to learn a more integrative approach. So I just see the future of Western medicine changing into something more balanced. And um, I'm really excited to see that and be a part of that. I completely concur. Because I, like I said, I, I, I noticed this all similar as you. It was a long, long time ago. And the same, I, I had an, a, you know, an almost, bursting, almost bursting appendix when I was uh, 17 years old. So I had surgery and I had my appendix removed and, you know, I've had to compensate for that a little in my life and I found ways to. But, again, thank God that that solution was there at the time. So, again, same as you. I, again, I just really want to reiterate that point. I've got a lot of clients and, and friends that are nurses and even doctors. And, and so, you know, it, it's not that I'm trying to smash out. I think, again, the issue is, most people are blind to that there are alternatives at all. Well, and yes, and then homeopathy, which is what this protocol is, is at a whole different level. You know, a lot of people will go into a health store and, you know, they'll buy certain supplements and, and they'll buy herbs and herbal tea and, and you know, um, and they're used to all of that. But homeopathy and the Western world is really still foreign in a lot of ways, which is interesting to me because it's been practiced in Eastern parts of the world for centuries, literally. And it yeah. works. Homeopathy works. So I, I do feel like the timing for this is right, though. There, is, there has been a lot of interest. We have over 100 case studies right now. And if you go to the gogetfunding.com forward slash case study site that I put in the link there, um, you can watch a video reel. And we have some of our case studies in the video talking about what the protocol did for them and um, sharing their experiences, which is wonderful. And we have more and more people every day that are giving us um, positive feedback and there's been some wonderful things, some really amazing things that have happened um, with this case study. So I'm really um, encouraged by what I'm seeing. I feel are really going to benefit and that this, this protocol will get to those that want it and need it. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I was glad to see it, it, it come up. I've shared it with a few of, of my clients and on Facebook uh, for that reason. Because, I, again, I, I go, you know, when even staying on the COVID, to COVID topic for a minute here, um, yeah. you know, I, I remember 
you know, when when the, even when the vaccine had first come out, you know, I've got a fairly large family and I'm kind of on like a family thread and all my siblings are talking about which vaccine they're taking and, you know, kind of excitedly about it. And I got to tell you, like, I was watching that and just cringing <laughs> and like just, again, I, it, it's great for them. I've, I have one brother who has, uh, you know, he's taken every vaccine and he keeps getting boosted, one of my brothers in L.A., and uh, I got to tell you, every time he goes in for a booster, he will let me know that he, he got boosted again and he's been really, really sick. And he gets sicker every time he does a booster. And I just, like I said, my head spins. <laughs> I love my brother, but, I mean, I, I just feel like he's not kind of grabbing the message here, you know. Can we can we send him a, a protocol, Jim? Because that's the thing. I I think after the third or fourth booster, you're really, really, really gonna have a hard time keeping your immune system going. That's yeah. Um, there's some data coming out on this. Actually, it's not just me saying it. We've got um, professional cardiologists, epidemiologists. There's many doctors um, that are really ringing the alarm on. Stop taking the shots. So I'm hoping people are hearing that and doing their own research to find out for themselves. Yeah, yeah. I well, you know, and, and in my family, um, I'm going to continue on that point. I want to send some people jumping in out of the chat room. Um, in about five minutes, I'm going to be open to taking some live calls. Uh, if you have some questions for Jen or you want to comment, the call in number here is six four six. Two hundred three nine six six. Again, this would be a question, Jen, um, about the work she's doing. Uh, if you would like to call in, you can. Again, that number is six four six two hundred three nine six six. Okay, so we'll be taking open to taking web calls. Just give us about five or ten more minutes. And but getting back to the point I had made again about my brother, you know, in a similar vein, I have a an older sister who is beginning to develop um, onset adult dementia and, um, and even a form of psychosis. She's only 16 mm-hmm. years old. And, you know, my brother and my sister is a nurse. And, you know, I know there are products and things that could have helped her or will. But unfortunately, I'm not in any real position to impact them. They're so... Mm-hmm. Um, Western medicine or, or no other way. So, unfortunately, that's kind of where that is. I always kind of hope uh, that my brother and, and, you know, other people eventually wake up and smell the coffee for their own reasons. But, you know, well, it's a weird line gonna to jump in. Yeah, I was just going to jump in on the on the Alzheimer's thing. Did you hear me? Did I cut out there? Sorry about that. No, no. Um, so there. On the, You know, everybody needs to be taking a binder. That's so important right now because there's you're getting you're getting heavy metals, you're getting aluminum, we're breathing it in the air, we're getting it in our food, we're getting it in our water, um, might possibly be getting graphene oxide and vaccinations and other things. Uh so everybody needs to be taking a binder and they should look into that. Um I you know, I don't specifically make one or sell one, I just know that um, they work, and I've referred a lot of people to um, like Z Binder or Zeolite, um, charcoal, volcanic ash. Look into look yeah. into things like that. Um, the important thing when you're taking a binder is you need to make sure you're drinking a lot of water um, because they will dehydrate you. Uh, but uh, you know these are really important for everyone to be taking a binder, especially in these times and what we're exposed to. And that is, um, I've had so many people tell me, "Oh, Jen, thanks for telling me about taking a binder. Now I don't feel like I have brain fog anymore. And wow, I feel right. like you know I don't forget where my keys are constantly, and I can think like I used to." So you know, really research taking a binder like a Zeo binder, Zeo Light. I'm just throwing those out there. There's those are ones that I know are good, but you can do your own research on that. And everybody should be drinking in ounces, half their body weight minimum every day. So I just wanted to jump in and throw that out there, Jim. 
I think that's great information to share. Um, you know, I, I, I would heavily agree. That is always something that concerns me. I think there's so many um, unnatural products in everything we eat and and do. Uh, and I, I especially, I mean, I, I joke about it, but I'm not really joking. When I go food shopping, you know, my cart is, I always have what I jokingly call one or two bad things, you know, stuff mm-hmm. that isn't really healthiest thing in the world. But I have to laugh because, honestly, my cart is usually vegetables and fruit and cheese and eggs. And, you know, it's mostly, you know. Real food? Right. It's actual food. <laughs> right? I mean, and that's what, so I always joke that when I look at other people's carts sometimes, I don't want to be judgmental, but, I mean, it horrifies me when I see what people just so readily put into the body. And, you know, even with the uh-huh. stuff that I'm doing, Right, I'm trying to be as healthy as reasonably possible. I know you know you can't escape the antibiotics pumped into meat and all these other things that are done. Again, I try to get free range when I can and, and things of that nature to kind of minimize that. But I think the information you gave about the binder is really healthy. I know even in a more obscure way, I remember researching this probably about 25 years ago. It's, a, again, a little bit more of a weirder thing, too, but something to also do as well or to consider. But oddly, um, um, flower essences and even uh, yeah. gem elixir, I've read and worked with a bit, and they often help release some of the miasms in the body. That oh, they can I'm help. so glad you brought. I'm so glad you brought up miasms. Yeah. Yes, so, <laughs> I was I gonna love, bring I, up miasms. <laughs> yeah, you know, so yeah. but so well, we can get into that. But yeah, I I know every you know maybe once a year I take one or two different flower essences or gem elixir, and I purposely do that because I know how much collected crap has gotten into my system, you know, and I just, again, I, I try to tell this to people and I, they think it's such a kooky thing and it is, but man, my asms. So let's get your take on my asms. Well, so everybody in homeopathy, everybody has a myasm too. And you know, your, your myasm is your, is your makeup, your energy, you know? Right. So, you know, a lot of people, you know, they tend to hold on to things. And then you've got the person that, you know, they forget that they were mad five minutes ago. So generally, right. the person that forgets they were mad five minutes ago can take the homeopathy protocol and get immediate results. Whereas the person that is thinking about what grandma did last year or mom did last year um, and still stewing about it, is probably going to have to take the the, de- the detox protocol two or three times. They'll they'll notice relief once they take it the first time, but they won't get the full relief because their myism, their makeup, is to hang on to things. That energy. Right. So we are energy. We are frequency. So we are going to respond differently. Yeah. No, I think that's a great explanation. I, I you know, I, I, every once in a while, I, I even recently had a client that kind of got mad at me in a session because she had perceived herself getting ripped off by someone, and it, it was debatable whether she did. I won't get into the detail of it. It's more personal. But, you know, she had felt that way, and it was costly. It had cost her 10000 you know, and you know, it was originally going to cost her twenty thousand, thirty thousand. So she stopped making the payments on this person she had hired. So she saved twenty grand. But talking to her, she I, she just was not going to let go the anger of mm. feeling like she ripped off. And what I had said to her was, I said, "Listen, you have to experience anger and hurt when you go through it. But your key is is not to dwell on it for two reasons. One, because to me, you end up there's going to be solutions to that." that may be out in left field that you're not even can see if you're able to let it go. At least, again, you don't have to forgive the person or go skipping into the sunset with anyone that abused you, but you're blocking that off because you have all this anger about it and you, you can't let that go. That's one part of it. And two, again, even maybe even more importantly, if you stay on that anger and victimization and frustration for too long, you're going to physically make yourself sick. Yes, because she is, or he, whoever is holding on, whether it be anger or fear, is manifesting that. And that is going to take a toll on the body. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's like I said, it's kind of built into the cake. And it's funny because again, I had I had kind of told it's a her, and I had told her that, or they. Well, I want to be modern right now. <laughs> I'm kidding. Right. It's a. <laughs> getting a whole different topic here. No. It was a very and she kind of was like, you know, well, what would you do? And I said, listen, I'm not someone who's not experienced being ripped off or have gone through abuse in, in, in my younger years. Most of us have. I said, but I'm kind of walking you through this. You're, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Are you going to go to the, and the, the person lives in Texas anyway, not even in Arizona that had done this. What are you going to do? You're going to go and to Texas and bomb their house? <laughs> you don't think you're going you to go, go for a lawsuit? I'm like, yes, I'm going to go for a lawsuit to try to recover your money. You get a lawyer, and then you let the lawyer handle it, even though I don't think you're going to retain, get anything back. But, again, it's something that I see. I, I've done it myself. I've gotten stuck on something. And I know, and I, I'm sure you'll agree with this completely, I know that – Every time I've had any type of illness, um, and I've had, you know, a number throughout my life. I had kidney stones. I had diverticulitis a couple of years back. Again, I had issues with sciatic. I even had walking pneumonia uh, even just three or four months ago. Honestly, um, I always find that changes to my health and diet and, and are, are definitely going to shift whatever is going on and potentially heal it. But the other thing is getting to the core of what the energy pattern is behind that, what it is I'm holding on to, what it is that I'm stuck on in that way. And that's what I'm always trying to tell people. When you use natural medicine, not only does it heal the body because it's more in harmony with the body, the body understands what it's being given. It's not a chemical derivative, you know, but, not only does that heal it, but you should have an awareness of what you need to shift and change internally at the same time. In other words, they end up walking hand in hand. Right. But again, I don't think we're taught that in this culture at all. And I'm just always geared that way. Every time I have anything going on, I'm looking at what I need to take or do in a holistic way that can heal it. But I want to know what that illness or difficulty represents. I absolutely want to know so I can work on it at that level. And again, going back to the COVID thing, when that had come along, you know, the, in, you know, when we talk about the Delta variant and all that other jazz that was going on at the time, which was a particularly difficult one, and people had lung issues um, from it, theoretically, I'm sure some of them did. Um, you know, my point was lung issues have to do energetically and spiritually with unresolved longstanding grief that's never been dealt with. So how many people are walking around the planet with unresolved, long-standing grief, do you think? A lot. Although, you know, a lot of people, um, and I don't know your take on this, we haven't really discussed it, but, you know, a lot of people believe COVID's a virus, and I don't. So I have a completely different perspective and and what 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 do you what do you think that is yeah well, what's your I believe people, of? I believe people um are going to hold on I believe it I believe it to be a poisoning truly I believe that right. covid is a poisoning and it needs to be treated as such and I believe if you're not somebody that holds on to things like fear and anger then you're going to get over the poison quicker than the next person and um, that's why the frequency in homeopathy, I believe, is so effective. And the interesting thing is we've had, we've been collecting data from these case studies. So we have data where people that have taken certain shots have certain symptoms from certain shots. And then people that haven't taken shots have certain symptoms that correlate so we're collecting this data, which is really interesting to look at, um, and hopefully one of these days, hopefully this work can even get published. We'll see where it goes. Um, but, yeah, I definitely believe, believe that COVID is a poisoning. So that's yeah, how I, – yeah. I would have a tough time arguing that, honestly. You know, again, not even, like I said, getting caught up in quote-unquote conspiracy road – or another version for that is, you know, Conspiracy Road is, in some cases, waking up and smelling the coffee, <laughs> meaning, you know, <laughs> some, of the, some of the conspiracy is nonsense, 
You know what I mean? That I, not around COVID necessarily, but and just in general, I see some stuff that's really just downright stupid. But the, which to me, the problem is that takes away from the legitimate stuff that people need to be aware of in that sense that are not, that are not conspiracy, again, that are pointed out in that way. So again, to me, you know, even now they're discussing the idea that this virus probably did come from a lab, you know. Uh, well, we could, we could call it poison or a bioweapon, whatever you want to call it. I believe that yeah. it, um, it is what it is, and I don't believe, you know, <laughs> I mean, just follow the information, just, just, research you know you're you're going to come to your own conclusion i mean we've been hearing conspiracy theory for decades and i think people really just need to find out for themselves if they want to know you have to dig you have to do the research and or don't and don't know <laughs> just, yeah that's where I, we're at society i mean yeah. oh, to really take things very very blindly in that way. Um, and I think, you know, I, I saw a lot of that when it was going on. And again, I, I also just follow my intuition and my instinct in that sense. And I, you know, I was reasonably practical about it during the, you know, the, the COVID and the lockdown and all the other things too. But I mean, I just smelled um, crapola. <laughs> my, right? my New York comment early on, I just smelled stuff that to me, was really, I mean, even, I mean, people were wiping the mail down at one point. Well, in, in the, here's the thing. Anybody that has a spiritual background, uh, yourself included, you know, as soon as, as soon as there's a big push for fear, that's generally when I'm like, okay, what's up? You know, because the fear thing just doesn't work with me. Um, I'm, you know, resonating at a different frequency. I don't, I don't run on fear. So to me, when there was just one push after another and all the fear around it, that was a dead giveaway to me that something was just off. Oh, yeah. I mean, at so many levels. I, you know, I, I think we had talked about this uh, maybe a year or two back. You know, after the vaccine was released again for COVID, you know, when I was getting bombarded you know, from people about, oh, you're not taking this and, you know, you're going to hurt grandma and all the other nonsense that I was hearing um, about me suddenly being a bad person for some reason for this. I just, as a practical math guy, I looked, you know, maybe a year into when the vaccine had come out to what the statistics were in each country, how how many, you know, people were vaccinated in each country, for instance. So pretty, you know, the United States had maybe a 65% COVID vaccine rate among uh, its, you know, uh, its residents. Uh, Peru, I think, had like an 80% vaccination rate. I was looking at these different um, places accordingly. And, you know, the U.S. has an example with approximately a 65% vaccination rate. Supposedly, it was 2,000 deaths from COVID per million people at that point along the way. Um, Peru had 4,000 deaths per million people with an 80 from COVID from a, mm-hmm. you know, 4,000 deaths per million people from an 80% vaccinated country. And then I looked up a country like Congo and Haiti that had less than a 1% vaccination rate and 23 deaths per million people. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you could just wrap that around. Yep. The math, the yep. math will tell that, you, Jim. <laughs> Right. Come on, man. You know, that's the right from the beginning. I, I looked that up and I was like, wait a second. I mean, and, you know, it's funny because my, my very, I love my brother, GLE, but he's very, like I said, really, he's used a lot of pills, Western uh, pharmaceutical things in his life. He's, his comment when I told him that was that, uh, well, they, they keep crap records in those places. They don't keep good records. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's a little racist, but they can't keep records in Haiti. Or, you know, come on, man. You know what I mean? But anyway, so point is that. But I love it because it's so dumb, <laughs> you know, to say yeah. something. But well, and, again, you know, you've got more and more statistics to look at every day now. It's, it's coming out. I mean, you've got the health professionals that were screaming, we all need the vaccine, uh, like, you know, uh, Deborah Burke recently in an interview had said that she always knew that the vaccine was not going to prevent infection. 
<laughs> well, that's not what they right. were saying. Yeah. I mean, oh, my goodness. They were listed 95% protection. And then, you know, two months later, it was 80% protection. And then two months later, it was listed as a 60% protection. Again, it was like, all right, you don't know what you're talking about you know, I mean, when you boil it down. So, again, I, I found that interesting because my intuition early on was like, no. I'm not doing this. And, again, just from my perspective, as I'm sure similar to yours, I've used alternative medicine with about a 98% rate um, for 30 years. I Again, I don't typically use Western medicine. I have a, a here and there, a once in a blue moon. You know, I'm not adverse to it. But, again, I always find more of an alternative method road to it. So demanding that someone who hasn't taken any type of pharmaceutical in 30 years inject something into his bloodstream is kind of scary. Oh, yes. <laughs> that would scare me, too. Um, I've, you know, I haven't had Western medicine in years either. I mean, there's no reason for me to go there because I have enough knowledge base now with my um, background and knowing what ingredients are that, uh, you know, I, I can – pretty much take care of everything the natural way, which is, you know, my preference. Um, but, you know, my purpose now, I believe, is just to share to share this work, truly. Um, and I feel blessed to be able to do that and put it out there. So. Yeah, that's great. I mean, listen, I, I, again, not being anti-Western medicine in some ways. If you, you know, if you get a snake bite from a, you know, from a, a rattlesnake, you know, thank God there's a serum. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> that could be save your life, right? <laughs> in areas where this is going to be like, again, a very effective thing, you know, with, you know, herbal medicine and things like that, sometimes they take longer. You know what I mean? But my take on it, when I've used herbal remedies or acupuncture or any of the other things that I've, I've, I've moved around in, what I'm more inclined to find is that when I take a, a natural remedy road toward healing something, yes, it may take longer for it to heal, but the difference is it often heals permanently. Therein lies so the it, this, is, this is true, and then one's own healing is up to their myism as well. Um, however, traditionally, homeopathy works pretty quickly, just so you know. And okay. with this particular protocol that I've developed, the homeopathic detox protocol for long COVID symptoms um, and adverse uh, mRNA reaction, it is a four-week protocol. I've got protocol A, B, C, and D. You take it one time, once a week, and usually within the third day of taking each protocol, you will feel the difference by the third day. Generally, 90% right. um, of our case studies, and we've got well over 100 case studies now, will um, feel improvement on day three, or some even prior. I mean, I've had some case studies. I mean, I could even share a couple briefly, or if you want to take calls, let me know. But I, I could share a couple right. of case studies if somebody's interested. Um, it, it does work quickly. This is a four-week, one-dose, once-a-week protocol, and usually by day three, I am hearing from case study participants that they are seeing and feeling improvement. Yeah, no, I, 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 I have no doubt about it. I'm glad to hear that you're doing that, and this is broken through because, again, getting, you know, when I when I had diverticulitis three four years ago, without getting into a lot of detail, I took a very homeopathic, you know, herbal, you know, path toward healing it, and it was pretty scary. You know, I mean, it was. It wasn't a light case of it. I was sick as hell for a week and a half. But I took that road. And what's interesting now, I always joke because I barely ate anything for a week and a half because I had fever. And uh, yep. so the good thing that came out of it is I lost like 15 pounds, so I was really lean and hot after that. <laughs> I don't recommend It's <laughs> not the kind of diet I recommend, no. Diet plan. Anyway, <laughs> but here's my point. You know, Every time I run across someone that has diverticulitis and I, we have that little camaraderie, you know, and start talking about it, they're like, yeah, mine still flares up from time to time. And I'm like, mine never does. It's gone. And I'm like, well, you know, what do you mean? No, no, I'm telling you, it's gone. I didn't have any intestine removed. It's gone. I do not have diverticulitis. I mean, I remember early on, like, not 
changing how much bread I was taking, all these kind of dietary things. And now I can have that stuff again. I'm moderate about it, you know, but mm-hmm. it's gone. But I also got to the issue behind it. So, again, the fact that here's why I'm kind of bringing it up, the fact that you've got this protocol study and everything with COVID and it's getting such good results to me is really great hope for a lot of people if they're willing to look at this um, for, you know, for the potential for healing you know, in a very, very real way, because I think a lot of people are left with um, long COVID symptoms. And I don't think well, those shots are anything to help that. And you just you just hit it on the head. The frustrating thing for me when I first launched this, because I was so excited, I had a few cases, and I saw amazing results with the participants, and I'm just like, everybody's going to want this. And then it hit me, not everybody is open to homeopathy, you know, it's foreign to them, you know, and it sounds too good to be true. And then I'm like, okay, I had to just center myself and say, you know, those that want this will get it. Those that want it and need it will get it. It's not for everyone because some people will not move forward and want to try it. And that's okay. You know, it's there for those who want it and need it. And and I had to be good with that because, you know, here I was seeing amazing results. And if you go on our, our Go Get Funding site, you can you can see a few videos. But, I mean, we're talking, I had a few people that had been going to doctor after doctor and their life was impacted horribly with this. And they had amazing, amazing results. So, um, yeah, I, I just hope that um, anyone listening – whether maybe they need it or they know somebody that needs it, we'll refer them to the website and they can call us and enroll in the case study. It is a donation-only case study, so we're not out there selling a product. And they will have to um, agree to share the results and document them and um, agree to the follow-up. But um, my goodness, if you've had... Um, ongoing conditions since you've had COVID and you can't get over it, then why wouldn't you try it? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, you know, and it's funny because I, I actually, I think I had COVID in late June of 2021. Um, I don't know whether it was COVID because I just refused to run out and buy test strips for it. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. real old school. When you, have, when you, that's so stupid to me. When you have the flu, I don't care what the name of the flu is. It's all terrible. You know what I mean? There's multiple strains of it, so it's terrible. I, you know, I, so I had it well, for about, yeah, I, I can, like I said, it's just such a funny thing to me in that sense. I don't care what it's called. I was sick. I've had flus before. This one was a little different. It affected my taste buds. There were other things, so I think it was probably COVID. But, Again, me being me, I rested more. I took apple cider vinegar. I went out every two days and got a little sun to use vitamin D to help knock this out. And I knew it eventually would move through. And it did. It took about seven or eight days. A few other things I did to help it move through with some natural medicines and trigger points. But I I can say pretty sincerely, you know, not only is it gone, you know, I have no worry about it, quote, unquote, coming back, you know, um, but... It, it, it's over, you know what I mean, it, it, in that sense. It, it, again, this is just something that I went through, so I do think I probably finally got it, so to speak, you know? No, I do. I, I never got tested for COVID. I'm not sure if I had it or not. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It, it, it's just, I do that. When I had, even two months ago, I had walking pneumonia. It wasn't brain surgery for me to figure out I had walking pneumonia. <laughs> I mean, we live in a day and age, too, where you can go online and I'm looking up the symptoms and things like that. And I was like, all right, I actually have walking pneumonia, you know, and I realized I had had it maybe in my early twenties as well too. So it's like, okay. Well, and then then on another, and then on another topic, uh, you know, a lot of people have mold toxicity issue and the mold actually gets into your body at the cellular level. And so a lot of people are suffering and they think, you know, they're having digestion issues or they're tired all the time. And, you know, it, it could be a mold issue, and um, this protocol would help with that as well. So, good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, I'm in Phoenix, so if you go, and it still exists, there was a lot of issues with what was called valley fever, oh, which yeah. is 
mold related and I know a number of people that had it it was hard really harder to shake and again even when they had it I would be Celeste suggesting holistic methods and things and as usual I can see them drifting off as I'm telling them this <laughs> you know and they, oh my God, yeah. This. yeah but the thing he's giving you is not doing anything you know and that's what, what, what if you just listen to me you know in, in that respect for five minutes so I'm with you on that I as I've gotten older I will still give out the information. You know, I do the same thing when I do sessions with people and I talk to them. I give them advice. I give them suggestions for healing. But I take into account a lot of people are just not going to listen. And that's okay. No, no. You know, yep. It's yep. okay. I, you, right. You can't, you know, there's so many reasons for that. And you have to kind of come to that acceptance. It doesn't mean that you give up on wanting to help people and heal them and give them insight. I mean, if I did, I would, I would be quitting my profession, <laughs> you know, entirely. But um, you, you fall in that balance of understanding that some people are just simply not going to um, hear that, you know, for their own reasons. No, and I've, I've found a way to not let it make me sad because I was sad at first, you know. Hey, I've got this. I've got this and it's going to help, you know. So I'm just wanting everyone that needs the help to be open to accepting it, that you're absolutely right. So. Yeah. 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 It, it, I mean, I think we, we live in a culture where, again, people medicate through a lot of pharmaceutical things for different reasons. But I think people medicate in general, um, you know, whether that's caffeine or alcohol or um, marijuana. Yeah. Right. Yep. Tobacco. And all those things. And I listen, I and I always point this out in every show I've ever done. I am the king of all things in moderation. Seriously. You know what I mean? Some you know, if you're gonna smoke a joint once in a while or have a cocktail or a nice piece of cheesecake or have a cup of coffee, have at it. You know what I mean? If you completely starve yourself of any joy in this world, you know, what's the point? <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a certain point where, you know, if you can't ever have birthday cake, you know what I mean, or something, because, you know, you, you can become obnoxious in another way. But I think that that's what it is. People um, medicate in a really sad sense. They just give up. I always see that with, with really hardcore alcoholics, as an example. Yes. It's just an endless running fear. And alcohol is like liquid courage. They have their alcohol yep. and for a couple of hours on top of the world and then they do worse terrible things when they're drunk <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. that would be cleaned up and then it doesn't fix anything you know it does not fix anything you cannot drink your problems away no right. <laughs> makes them worse that's why it's always fun because I go to Vegas every two months and I'm sure you'll appreciate this Jen I go every two months you know because I get my free rooms and I like to play video poker because I'm a math guy and I smoke my cigars when I'm there and um, you know, what, what makes me laugh about the whole point is I'll be there for three, four days. I can drink for free the entire time, alcohol. You know, I have about maybe one or two drinks total for four days, total. People are always like, what? I'm like, you know what? I just don't crave it. You know what I mean? I'm more yeah. inclined to have a nice tea or a water or a coffee, you know what I mean, versus alcohol because I'm really – I like the taste of it. I don't like the way that it affects me. And when sometimes people quiz that a little further, I'm always like, do you understand why? Because alcohol, again, it kind of subjugates that that wants to, um, you know, block the fear that we're feeling. I don't do it because I'm actually not that fearful person, period. Well, there really you thing. go. I, I think that says a lot. I think you just hit something on the head there, Jim. <laughs> yeah. It's just not, not. So, okay. Yeah. So that being said, you're going to not believe this, but we're actually, uh, we've only got a minute to go on the show. <laughs> See how fast an hour goes. <laughs> so I want you to uh, pick, to uh, tell people how they can uh, get info on the case study again. And if they want to reach you for any products you have, have at it, give people all your access and let's finish the show off that way. Okay, that sounds great. So I have a wonderful, natural, clean uh, cosmetics line of skincare and makeup, and they can go to earthlab.ca, E-A-R-T-H-L-A-B.ca, and they can get information on that. If they want to make a purchase, um, they can scroll down to the main page, and they'll find a Shopify link with a shopping cart at the bottom of the main page, and that will take them to our Shopify and I'll put the um, website and the uh, Shopify site in the link um, on the show here. And then you can also go to gogetfunding.com forward slash case the end. 
Matt's going to give you information about the homeopathic detox protocol case study. And you can share that with others. Um, there's a phone number on there if you have questions. Um, you can even contact um, our lead sponsor, um, who's a pharmacist, and he is more than happy to take calls and talk to people and get them enrolled in the protocol. Excellent. All right. Yeah. Great info. Thanks. Thanks for, Thanks for having me, me, Jim. Yeah. Yeah. Some great info to share. And, uh, yeah, okay, everybody, check out uh, Jen's stuff. Um, lots of different things to look at. And uh, we'll be back uh, here in a couple weeks for my live uh, column read show. But uh, thanks, everyone, for joining me today. Again, whether you caught the show live or an archive, uh, hope you enjoyed our snake oil show. Cheers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.